Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts. What's up, guys? How's it going? I'm Mike. Going on, it's Matt. Yo, yo, it's Andrew. Uh I am I've I've been having some uh some real heated gaming over the past the past week, boys. Like you you were several of you were there in the moment as things were going down, but like it's maybe it'll have died down a little bit by the time this episode comes out. But like I, I do feel like I can't go anywhere on like any type of video game uh site or, you know, uh just anywhere like say like my youtube algorithm you know is just filled with the all you know different gaming channels and now i just can't can't get uh past any account that's not just you know rightfully so shitting on the new saints row game um and let's say it's not for the bullshit you know reasons where all the chuds are up in arms or like oh like making yeah making nonsensical arguments that it's woke or whatever which as always never has any coherence to it i've never i've never saw an actual uh like i I do see comments like oh like this saints row is failing because you know it might as well be called like saints row democratic agenda i'm like (laughs) okay uh can you tell me why what does Um, that mean no it means nothing it's like they they these these provocative it's the people going yeah these culture war (laughs) things are just you know it's it's purely that it's just like you know it's you know clickbait excitement it's latching on to whatever they see as ultimately relevant to uh you know try to push that nonsensical again incoherent agenda of their own it's you know completely elides over the fact that you know it's just a bad game folks it's a shitty game uh it's not fun to play i probably put in like in total i guess three or four hours because i think i played like an hour before i actually started streaming just to like get my character fully imported and whatever and from everything that i've heard because i'm like again i'm a sicko i'm going in i i have not enjoyed the game i'm still like you know uh engaging with all sorts of content on why the game is bad um yeah because there there are two great ways to generate clicks and content it's happy feelings and mad feelings yeah it's like i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a media sicko you know it's like i i need to have my preconceived notions reaffirmed for me by my little bubble but it's uh it's you know uh but everything i've heard is basically saying like right when you get to and actually get the church like the headquarters of it which is right where i stopped that's really where the game goes off the rails and not in a good way in terms of it's just like you know the same missions over and over again some variations of drive to this place and shoot this gang you know is just not great and uh if if that's the case where it just gets worse from where i've at and where i've already you know not enjoyed what was there that i already played the best part of it it's like okay that you know what uh, really bothered me about the little bits i got to watch of you playing it uh when you were putting the explosives on the satellite dishes i hated that i hated what the fuck was that animation that weird little and it's the same for like when you get actually um because you have to unlock the ability to throw grenades it's the same it's thing like, when, you get a, when you, you get a you did the crazy. same you animation little... whether you were right next to the satellite or if you were like twenty feet away, and it just was yeah, so. No, jarring. I never com- I never commented on that in stream, but like it was an internal thing myself. I was like, "What the fuck is this little animation?" The actual aiming for it becomes so fucked up because you're just doing this weird little, uh, you know, jump and kind of thrash about. Like it's like yeah, you yeah. for some reason you, you're, you're doing a jump. leg kick in the air. Yeah, like, the, what? It, that's what. It it was so weird. 
Was it like the GTA jump? You know, that like weird little GTA jump that they do sometimes where it's like full body. Yes, like... it is very much like that. Yes. Which is not in- endearing in any way. Yeah. Um, also, like, the yeah. fact that you have to unlock to throw a grenade. Like, did your father not play catch with you as a boy? It's like the whole you know? thing. The whole thing is, you know, the again, Saints Row is supposed to be in. I think it's a. It's again one of the main critiques is that uh, you know they're they so called they're you know embracing some of the, like the zaniness uh, of the embracing. of the story of this. Yeah, we'll get there of the story <laughs> of uh, uh, of the uh, you know of the previous games with like its weird irreverent plot and characters, which I will say the characters are not funny. They're incredibly grating. Um, I found my main character absolutely be- beyond isn't looking the, like isn't an the absolute basic ad- premise that you guys like, can't afford rent, so you want to become crime lords. Yeah, I mean it's that's probably actually the best part of it, but it's just the like the you know the, the their main character is like you know it's like what's up fuck sticks like uh, time to you know screw this you know cromulent fuck crustable of a of a of a crime <laughs> boss you know it's like hello Chuck, fellow kids it's literally like you know Chuck Wendig speak like you know it's it's really it's really bad and it's just I like, saw them on the TikTok and I said cringe she and pointed to my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's like not funny at all but it's like so yeah it's like supposed to be like oh there's all this irreverence and all that that's like pulling from older games but yet all the gunplay and all the guns are are more are more grounded you know they're they're less crazy wacky zany guns and including like again you can't even get a fucking grenade and Um, that's that's where like i really was disappointed with it because like even outside of everything that you just listed off as not being very good at all the gameplay just doesn't look fun. Right. Well, you, d- you didn't like the, the gigantic monster truck being derailed by a, a tiny pebble on the road. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's, let's be real. The game. We, this the is engine no, is no, this, this was no uh, surprise. The gameplay was always going to be just about shooting and driving. That's what the, the core of. It's a good thing. Neither of them feel or, good. Right? Or, or, yes, or, or GTA clone. That's what it's about. And, neither the shooting nor the driving were any good you know <laughs> maybe the one gun that i had in a story mission that i couldn't that or maybe i'd have to dig deep to try to unlock that weird kind of like the lever action like uh rifle one had some like satisfying headshot um did you feel things. like arnold in terminator uh, yeah i mean i like that animation that was like probably the one highlight to me but like Beyond that, the gunplay is really boring and just like not really responsive in any way. Even after like tweaking and 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 going through the 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 settings to to change the you know the lock on duration and the and and there's like main, mainly two settings that you could fuck with. Not good, but the driving, the driving was the worst part. It was the absolute worst part. So it's like. Yeah, it's like very arcadey, kind of floaty driving mechanics, which are, you know, pretty laid back, supposed to be pretty laid back and pretty fun. But then it's like you just hit like the most random little thing and you're just sent fucking in a tailspin. It's just like you have no actual control. Yeah. The what they decided that would actually block your path is what Matt is, was joking about was so completely arbitrary. Like I'm plowing through trees through uh you know, cars through, through retaining yeah. walls there was but, but then a, a pole a, at one but point then, like yeah but the, but then a, a metal railing like a metal handrail 
along along you know like an accessibility rail it was uh hey man like so you're, you're just gonna hate on this universe for having titanium handrails <laughs> <laughs> they really but take li- it seriously just like the most absolutely arbitrary physics uh it was just completely baffling to me like you know you want the you if the driving is going to be like that worse you know again it's crazy it's everything i want to be able to you know just drive through everything i want everything to be yeah. like exploding around me i shouldn't or things need to give you air while you're moving forward not right right it's like if i send you vertical if i if i hit a tiny little if i hit a tiny little curb i shouldn't stop dead in my tracks i should get launched you know like if anything i should it should give me air time you had a couple where you were moving forward at speed and you were just launched essentially straight up and then landed like upside down on a cop car yeah and mission had like yeah mission failures because it was just like again the ridiculous physics would just tip me over and you know there's no way to get up so mission over um it was it was not it was not it was not cool and uh there's like some since the release there's been like a few things that have come out that like you know really paint a a really kind of shitty picture of of i mean we knew the development was shaky at best but this one was this one was wild to me. So the Volition, the studio who developed, uh, revealed that they were still quote figuring out its development tools while working on the game, an approach which resulted in the game lacking some common features like a dynamic weather system. Basically, it's impo- There is no rain in the game. It's for an open. You know, it's, oh it's like a, a standard for open world oh things. It's supposed to be you know the a dynamic reactive world. We were talking about that in terms of. Hey like, man, that's control. just realistic for what the world will be. <laughs> uh, uh basically they're like oh we could only pick between either rain or dust storms and like we chose dust storms and that's you should be happy with that but it's like so it's like uh, where's again, my so this, swarm of locusts it's like this game shouldn't have been put out then you know it's like it clearly wasn't ready um yeah we we didn't even really touch on the aside from like your player character every npc looks like the textures on everything else looks incredibly flat um, and they look like, you know, uh, PS4 graphics, if you're being kind. Yeah, that's Early what I want to ask. Like, yeah, if you're being kind. Okay. At the beginning of the generation. Because that's what it looked like on stream. By a third party so. studio, not a first party studio, <laughs> to make it perfect. And it's, it was your player character is the only one who actually has, like, you know, definition in real texture like you could see the end because my character had if you want to see what my character looked like go and check out the vod on our youtube channel um but uh you could my character had was wearing a jock strap and ashless chaps and the 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 only thick yeah the only chuckles i got out of it were like the things of my own doing with my own character creation like watching this guy just yeah bare ass uh on a bent over on a motorcycle catching air so that just you know the the just the the whole focus of the screen is just his air his his hairy ass you could see yeah there's texture there you could actually see every ass hair um <laughs> there's so many great shots though where it's like it would come back from a cutscene or whatever and it would just focus you know like my character would come back to focus and just all you get just see is just the bare ass and that's not like that's only based off of again the choices that i made uh, do they become actually interesting um, but and funny? But man, again, I found the characters grading. I, I can't, that that was probably the worst bit to me. It's, we've talked about it on other games, but like, who's paying these fucking game writers? You know? <laughs> it's just AI. 
Yeah. He's got to be yeah. AI at this point. And the game writers right. are just like editing some it's, of the mistakes. It's embracer groups. I wouldn't doubt it. It would be some like shitty AI that they bought off a third third party market. Yeah, I mean, and so that's... Well, no, it's it's because they're using the AI and then having the humans edit it. So it's just like the worst of the worst, you know? It doesn't even... Ha- it could uh, be the need, best AI We need AI to get to the, the point world. where an AI is editing an AI and then yeah, an AI is publishing. The sing- the singularity. We'll get new racism. Oh, new, yeah. ki- new kinds, yeah. They'll yeah. invent new kinds. Uh, but yeah, so Embr- you, you've mentioned Embracer now a couple times. Uh, hilariously, their stock has dropped 7% after after the uh, uh, review embargo was lifted. Nice. I, again, I keep challenging. Like, what What is the last good game that Embracer Group put out? What do they make? I literally everything. don't even know what else they yeah, make. They, they own, they own everything. Like, THQ Nordic is probably one of the biggest one, the biggest itself kind of collective. Let's let's look it up. What what Embracer, Embracer Group, what things they own? Because like I mean, Darksiders Three was underwhelming and not well received. Like uh, Darksiders Genesis was better because it was like an isometric Diablo uh, clone. I think those were both under the oh they, they own gearbox they own gearbox so they're uh borderlands oh in borderlands 3 was uh not very well okay. received compared to they saber interactive actually probably makes some of their more recently successful things and they just bought that recently too i believe right right and kotor remake <laughs> yeah that that's just again that's Oopsie. their fault for just i mean for mismanagement that's that's not uh yeah saber is just getting that now apparently they were involved in some well isn't aspire uh, also an embracer group yes no yeah no it it was to say saber was was uh on in some type of like uh assistant capacity with aspire main like you know heading the project but now it's just gone to one of the i think eastern european saber studios i forget that's yeah because that's not the topic that's a, yeah thq nordic is probably their biggest overall i wonder what devs were feeling like when they were releasing this like you think they all just like feel a pit in their stomach like god damn it this is not a good product or is it just you know, i think it depends on where in the hierarchy you are because at a certain point yeah. you're high enough off where you're making so much money it doesn't matter yeah that's probably true I mean, it's also the case that most most uh, you gotta like you, you can't like criticize individual devs. Um, it's yeah, these decisions are only you oh, know yeah. in the upper echelons because. Oh, I'm not criticizing. In, 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 say, say individual devs have very little actual control over the final quality of the game. No, well, I think uh, Andrew is getting at it. It's like how those devs feel about like what is. Uh, put out in the end and the yeah. fact that like they had worked like they created this they're going you know, forward and their decision for to be scrubbed from the credits yeah, yeah exactly. i don't i don't, I don't think this is as role? bad i don't think this is as bad to do that yet like it's i don't know i, I i'm gonna be interested to see what they're um, all using uh writer's aliases <laughs> so like how but how like big of a flop this actually is like what the actual sales numbers look like Last for yeah because if it's a financial success, then you know you've shipped, you've you've shipped a, a yeah. successful game. Who cares? Who cares I do know that a lot say. of the because uh, the review embargo was day before. But yeah. The review which embargo is never a good lifted, sign. Which is never not, a good sign. But it was not good. It no, was not at all. All like, of the we, places were like, "Do not buy." 
we um, keep coming back to uh the fact that IGN yes. gave them gave them a six. The fact that IGN didn't and an IGN, you know, IGN six is, always, is a two. Yeah, <laughs> IGN is you know is always like this game is not great, like has lots of flaws. Eight uh, out of ten. It's, it, it, it's a seven for me. That's usually the lowest I've ever seen them go is a seven for a bad game. But yeah, they, Pokemon like, Ruby, yeah, no. too much water, seven point seven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, that, that, you know, as soon as I saw that and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I need to, I need to think yeah. more about, uh, which there, games there's I a YouTube channel who, before games launch, <laughs> they do, uh, like, should you buy? And they're yeah. like, they're, they're, their tiers are like, buy now, like wait for sale or like, don't touch. Mm-hmm. And like, this was a like very clear, like, do not touch like radioactive I sign. Saw, I saw, I saw more that were like wait for a deep sale that was the one that, of the <laughs> one of those that i follow when, when this like, game is on sale for 2.99 on steam sale when it, when it when it's the epic store it. what's so, yeah, what's the GameStop uh dollar bucket or the penny when it's it, no it's the is it a penny doubt is that what it's called yeah when you we, it's like they literally sell games for a penny i mean it's like uh i bought titanfall titanfall 2 to be precise for 2.99 this it's year good on game steam sale good game very fun. Like uh, the the multiplayer servers are shut down, but like there's a single player story, and for like two ninety nine, sure. But I'm just like so disappointed because like you know I loved the the original Saints Row games. I mean, like I was you know an uncritical uh, maybe kid maybe they're the doing time, us so a favor like, and trying to kill nostalgia by destroying all the nostalgia ports and nostalgia. Kill it sequels. if you have to. You know who's doing a great job of killing our is killing our nostalgia is our next full story um you know we're talking about killing childhood dreams and you know our all the things that you know are meaningful to us from our childhood a really fucking dark and depressing story came out about uh the working conditions at nintendo of america this was a story that was that came out last week and it was a really in-depth profile from kotaku that i highly recommend people go look at look up and read um but uh, it's it is uh, I mean should be no surprise that a, a Western American company is you know just a hotbed for sexual harassment and abuse, particularly for uh, you know the employees who are largely considered on the lower end of um, you know the the hierarchy in the food chain, uh, and you know so those in this industry primarily being you know QA testers getting are the you, worst. Are you- are you attacking American culture right now? I mean, it seems like that. Yeah, that's what American workplace <laughs> culture, the ones that, you know, everyone's decrying is like being lost from like work at home and all that stuff is just, yes, harassment and abuse. Um, uh, but yeah, this this article was really kind of, was really dark and really depressing. And it's, you know, it's it's one of the it's it, what's worse about it is you hear from all these people profiled that, you know, it's like working at Nintendo is their dream job. You know, it's like Nintendo is is such a meaningful company is, you know, such a meaningful brand, which is shitty to, to think about that, you know, brands, you know, form such a integral part of our identities. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, you know, it's it means so much to a lot of people. You know, it's like Nintendo is people's childhoods, you know, for yeah, I mean, it's so same thing cases. with Disney. It's like a similar phenomenon with those two brands in particular. I think yeah. Disney fans are a worse version of Nintendo fans. I think Nintendo fans are the the pupa form. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like adult Nintendo fans have a little bit more self uh, 
self understanding. Yeah. Uh, and are at least understanding adult that, oh, this, this this is nostalgia for me. Whereas, yeah, adult <laughs> yeah. Disney fans are uh, are touched in the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they, that's a special brain worms that. But but there is college with people who who paid money to get like full on like expensive degrees and then went to work as a like uh, costume at Disney again. Get it get get um, abused cast at, member. Yeah, cat, cast yeah, get, member. To get abused <laughs> as, as a Disney cast member because. Sorry, we, we won't we won't drop names, but we we know we uh, yeah. like know and we're all friends with someone who is a, a former and reformed we? Disney cast member. Who, uh, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, talk we'll about tell Austria, you off but uh, uh, see, I only know the ones from college. That that uh, you know, like I've seen, you know, he made statements that like you know, it's like yeah, like I I will you know, it was tainted by rose colored glasses by like you know, working at this place that I love that, that I thought I loved and and being part of this to then you know just get absolutely beaten down and churned out like you know just at like uh you know treated like a cog in a machine put the and, suit you know, on like, even if it's 115 degrees yeah. and get back it's, out there it's like it's borderline like just chattel like slavery they, they don't mm-hmm. even pay them oh yeah no you don't that, get paid you, you get one free like disney in, bucks uh, in park meal yeah, yeah, it's literally like yeah, per com- week com- company dollars and stuff like that. It's it's, it's you, you can bad. buy uh, from the company grocery store. Yeah, but so Nintendo isn't, I guess, quite that bad in terms in terms of that level of exploit of direct it's, exploitation. But it's they're still, not an American corporation. It's yeah, still, it's, it's basis, still that's it's why. still really bad because I mean, yeah, it's, it should be no surprise that this is coming though from their American headquarters. This is yeah, this is Nintendo. Well, yeah, you're n- you're never going to hear anything come out of the Japanese headquarters. That place is Fort Knox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that shit is kept locked yeah, exactly. down because <laughs> it could be bad. It could be just as bad, yeah, but you're, you're, never not gonna for, you're not going to hear about it. <laughs> Uh, here like, this is where I separate myself from the weebs, Michael. I know that <laughs> Japanese culture is problematic. It's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, but so yeah, this uh, this article from Kotaku details like the years of mistreatment and harassment faced by women and queer testers. Uh, uh, you know, again, disproportionately seeing all this stuff. And I won't get into the nest of the specifics of what they what they uh, allege. Yeah, what they. Uh, you know we're subject to because you know it's Alleged, really bad allegedly. and it's um but uh it's uh you know again it's we don't need to bring it bring us down that much again i highly recommend you go read the article for yourselves if i remember i'll put it in the show notes um the one thing that i i think like besides the abuse is the fact that they are like clearly creating uh, a class system within their organizational right, hierarchy right right so there's there's again so we had all, there's all these claims of of it's harassment, not a class also, system it's a reverse pyramid and also the retaliation for Funnel. reporting all these instances one contractor saying you know was told by the the contracting uh group you know to be less outspoken love that um uh, but yeah, the major issue here is the imbalanced power structure of full-time, quote, red badges is what they would be called colloquially, the full-time employees of Nintendo, and the majority of junior testers who are hired on a contract basis. Um, yeah, you put the, the star on the elite people, it doesn't change it. <laughs> yeah. So, so And so obviously test, testing... When the red different... badges walk by, did everyone else have to stop what they were doing and like... like a, <laughs> Salute. Like <a> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like, uh, say, women are here, you know, are underrepresented in full-time roles, but even more so in on the contracting 
side of things. But then uh, you would just get, you know, obviously, again, uh, the the power imbalance is just, you know, is really stark. You know, complaints made by contractors against red badges would go nowhere because, you know, the the contract hiring company, which was called Aero, Aerotech, which was, I think, after they got a, uh, a uh, I don't know if it was a union busting. I feel like the article said said that but they had a labor complaint with uh, the nlrb after that they you know they uh, reorganized as aston carter they're the ones who are still involved with nintendo but uh so yeah th those people who are working with that hiring company who can only you know escalate these things within their own structure within um aston carter uh you know those things would go nowhere because the the contracting company has no oversight over full full-time nintendo employees like the most someone ever got was like mandatory sexual harassment training but like you hear all these stories of all these these people who are, they're like you know open secrets of you know these employees who are just absolutely you know terrible to to women and queer employees who never you know they're 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 basically uh they continue to work there with impunity. They have uh, important roles of power. They're like heads of testing. Uh, they they're the people who like are have these have these positions to uh, who is the people who like you would need to like ingratiate yourselves to in order to get uh, a chance at becoming a full time employee. Which again, women have mm -hmm. uh, an even harder time becoming full time employees. Um, and it's like that you would need to like, yeah, like uh, in, uh, endure harassment um, and terrible treatment in order to possibly get a full time status in order to have some protection against against the, the that very same harassment. So it's just like the cyclical nature of I know, Mike, we've talked about a lot just, you know, like this is, you know, the the you know the fucked up nature of, you know, contractor culture uh, mm -hmm. in, in our American workforce. Um, but the the last thing I will I will say about it before I kind of open up to you guys is just the, the one of the more most common complaints made by several former and current employees um, in the article was discussing the frequency that these more powerful red badge badges would use the contractor testers as a dating pool. Um, that that was literally my my thought was like why the women in this particular structure were not you know. Uh, becoming full-time employees is exactly that like they they didn't uh uh they were unhappy with the advances of the male full-time employee that you know had power over them and you know therefore didn't get the job but again it's like they, they you'll you'll see in this article that that several of them feel like yeah that they've got uh and again it's about this power imbalance and how that you know warps our our uh our own desires is that like uh they see like yeah the dating a red badge is like one of the only mechanisms that they have to actually advance themselves. Like they gave the example of, you know, the, the annual holiday party that was only accessible to full-time employees and their dates. So, you know, it was like in order to actually yeah. get in, to get the FaceTime, to get the, you know, to climb the ladder is you had to, you know, kind of attach yourself to a full-time employee because there was like, they say like, you know, uh, contractors were never like given. like ball. Yeah, but contractors were never given, you know, uh, uh, here are goals to meet to like try to advance to here are ways to it's like, no, it's you got to it's a lot of glad handing and, yeah. uh, you know, just the you know, you got to you got to uh, talk to and befriend the right people. Quote, just unquote, right people. It's all about networking. 
I'm just picturing a guy in the corner mouth breathing. No, and that's yeah. all those guys that like the people, yeah, the yeah. people who that they need to talk to. It's like the are the ones that like the you know sweatiest are, dudes you, are the, in the room. The worst ones and the ones who are doing the most harassing. As a man yeah, who so sweats, it. I take offense to that. I mean, I'm a man who sweats as well, but I'm not the the sweatiest in the room. You got to talk to Prince Andrew about uh, what disease helps you not sweat. Yeah, man, I I've been looking into it. I'm gonna catch it. Is it just? Can it pass through uh, saliva? I'll kiss it. <laughs> you need no. It's just that's it's just a side effect of adrenochrome. <laughs> okay. I w- I'll never have access to that, so I'm fucked. I'm sweating for life. Um, yeah. So it's like it's shitty. It's it's. This was again. This was a story that like was from last week, but I feel like it was really important to bring it bring it out and to really talk about it because it's. Uh, again, it's like Nintendo is a company that can you know can skate along on that power of nostalgia you know like they can basically do no wrong because they hold these i mean to to make this go away all they have to do is release some form of metroid prime or um or the next breath wind waker twilight princess or a mario game this fall yeah all things go away or just wait for like Activision to have some scandal yeah. again next week and then it'll be out of the news cycle. And I mean, this is partially cool. why they were pointing the fingers at PlayStation over the uh, console price hike. Right. Like, like, see, they, we're still your friend. But it's a great point, though. That's like this article was maybe talked about for like two days. Yeah. And then completely was uh, obliterated by. I mean, there was a. Our, so I sent something yesterday about like a campaign of like fake messages from the developer that people. So that was another thing that happened regarding oh, this, the guilt, the guilt where someone created thing? a fake Nintendo response that said it was like a like a misinterpreted uh, story that had a like lots of falsehoods or something like that in it, and people were running with that info for a day or two before it was. But yeah, I mean, like the it's when this dropped it's like uh it then just you know got any any uh hold it had on our uh you know on our on our consciousness was just completely obliterated by our you know our next major thing which is you know all every like again every every news outlet is just talking about gamescom you know and we're doing the same thing we're talking yeah let's just forget about that last one and let's talk about trailers what happened Uh, we were talking about uh (laughs) moments right yeah uh uh yeah but it's like you know that's that's it it's the it's what's new what's hot uh you know and and obviously uh uh you know uh, another another uh company you know with a shitty workplace culture is not what's new or you know it's not what's new it's not what's hot that's you know if anything uh you know uh old not cool yeah. old old as old as these companies themselves so yeah old as time yeah but uh yeah we're we're no better we're we're I've got no other transition other than that. Uh, there has been lots of coverage that's still going on. I, I think today, as in terms of the day of recording, Gamescom stuff, we're mainly going to focus on what we saw from opening night live. Um, there is a lot. You know, this was another like two hour presentation. Um, we had some interesting things, some things that made me really sketched out and like, again, go ahead and check the VOD of our latest episode of Uncut Comrades, where uh, we talk about the absolutely 
uh, for sure metaverse game everywhere that uh, they're trying to ensure us is not actually going to be a blockchain game, but definitely is going to be that. And uh, that, again, that one, I just have to say, again, was really disappointed to see that get such a prominent role in the in the opening night live. But uh, I'll leave that one. I'll leave the again. I'll leave the negativity there. Uh, I had I had a list here in the in our in our show notes for for you guys about the ones that kind of stuck out to me. But I'll I'll open it up to 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 you guys first. Um, be first. I will I will just say though my general thoughts about the the presentation, which was shitty to see, is so many fucking CGI trailers. In the in terms of the actual like prime time, at least it was prime time in in Europe, um, was uh just so like cutscene trailers, yeah, just CGI trailers, little to no gameplay. It wasn't universal, but like that was one thing I guess that was better about not E three is there was essentially like an unspoken rule, and in some showcases, an actual like mandated rule is just like you got to show gameplay. Uh, you know, people are sick and tired of CGI trailers, and and you know, like I am, I'm, I'm right on board with that. There was, there are a few, he, even here, yeah, have caught my attention because the the aesthetic looks cool. I absolutely have to, like, you know, have like, you know, take these with a grain of salt because there is essentially no game, actual gameplay shown. But uh, we did, however, get new gameplay for Callisto Protocol. Yeah, that was going to be the one I start. I was going to highlight too. I'm excited. I think it looks fun. I mean, it looks like the uh, gory sci-fi, uh, you know, spiritual successor to Dead Space that it's supposed to be. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I, I of course was more. I was more interested in the kind of like the newer announcements. Um, there's there was you know a fair amount of stuff like Callisto Protocol, like Hogwarts Legacy, things that we had you know. But these weren't new announcements by any means. Like, how can you leave out. off Sonic Frontiers if you're going to be talking uh, about? I, you know what? You know what? It pains me to say. It really pains I me want. to say what I've seen lately of Sonic Frontiers actually looks decent. I know better. Than I'm this. excited. To I, play I don't it. trust them. The I, I don't need. I don't I'm either. Give it a try. I'm gonna wait. And good. I'm glad that somebody on the channel will do it. But. uh they actually look like real full-fledged environments and levels. You know, it doesn't just look like a fucking tech demo, like with what they were they were showing with that IGN stuff however many months ago now. But like these actually look like real environments and you know, like they've actually put a coat of, of paint over the weird machines to like have them look like they, you know, kind of belong there or have been like, you know, some remnants of like an alien culture or whatever that are being retaken by the environment. Um but they I know better look than like Sonic. You said they look like Sonic levels, um, but yeah, I know, I know, I know you would say that, but uh, I don't know. It looked. This is the most promising thing I've seen of it. Is what they showed, and I like I, I had sent as well. Um, it was like a very like you know third party. Some person filming a screen of somebody playing the actual the actual game. So like you it's the you know the compression and the the actual visual is not great, but like. It looks more like a real game. It doesn't. It doesn't look like again just a, a tech demo, an Unreal Engine five tech demo. But yeah, well, there there was there was a bunch more. Anything else that that stuck out? I will. I know Matt and I talked about this off off stream. How absolutely uh, heartbroken, and disappointed we are with the 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 Dune 
the Dune Awakening. Because again, this was just another CGI trailer, but I'm like, so taking that again, this is just CGI. I know nothing about what the game will be like, but like, you know, for me, I'm MMO just like, survival. Game. Yeah, but I'm just like, Ooh. Dune, 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 Dune. Seeing the, seeing the, this guy, whoever the hero is, because it's definitely not Paul, um, you know, just like seeing the worm, seeing Shai Halud come up and eat the, the spice extractor and then, you know, have the, like the, the prongs to go ride the, the worm. I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, uh, third person story game, uh, uh in dune i'm i'm right there uh but then yeah mmo survival i'm just like boo like the two dune games that are like you know the uh, an rts it's like early access it's at least the rts one is like one that is a genre that i wish i could it's not that i i i don't play them because i'm good at them i struggle with them it's not that i like have like a actual i don't play them because rts games try to become your life that's the case for MMOs, dude. How do you play? Say MMOs are literally. It's just like if you don't, if you're not playing twenty four seven, you're missing out on content. Then you're behind, and you'll never catch up. Yeah, it's like so. Like I, I really am. Uh, I'm displeased to see that because you know I'm here for any and all Dune content because you know Dune, Dune. Dune. When are we getting Dune, Dune guy in uh, forklift? Soon, I'm sure. I mean, they they did it when they put the movie out. Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet were in were in the forklift when they the first movie hilarious the first movie came out. Them in still suits. When is forklift gonna embrace the metaverse? Is what I want to know. They already have the it bones. Basically, is it already is yeah. like they but like you ha- you, you had like, you can you can watch had, Dragon Ball the, Z. Yeah, you know? say with 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 the, I mean, with, yeah. the with the DBZ sure. one, they had a whole island where they're just showing Dragon Ball episodes. Well, I mean, and that's they Done. had the MLK uh, right right speech yeah. yeah with people the concerts just do, people just doing yeah. the floss while MLK you know does I have a dream you know it's. The Star Wars, uh, Darth Plagueis, or not Darth Plagueis, yeah. uh, Sidious announcement. Yeah, that, that was where the reveal was, was in Fortnite. Yeah. And that was like from the opening crawl. That's what they meant when the dead speak. They speak in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Somehow so, he has returned. So arguably, I, they're, they are the, the most successful metaverse, but sure. they're not I, just like the metaverse absolutely. that people envision. Like, yeah, you know, the it's people not at meta. It's not a headset. Thing. Headset, yeah. Um, yeah, but you don't right. understand the people at Meta know better, and that's why they're hemorrhaging billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a few games here that are actually, as I'm looking at it now, I think only one of them actually showed gameplay. Um, uh, no, no, two of them. I will say two of them. Um, but the ones that like have intrigued me here, nobody else has anything in particular. Um, was uh, the Lords of the Fallen, which is like a not necessarily new. It was just like an update to. It's it, a it sequel is, reboot thing to a yeah, really it, really bad Souls like. Yeah, I've heard it wasn't. Yeah, say that that the yeah. It was the, supposed yeah. to be the first triple A Souls like, and it was just bad. The again, this was just pure CGI trailer. That's it. Um, but like you know. It looks cool. The CGI trailer looked cool, but like again, you gotta hold that with an extreme grain of salt because I mean they have a very you know, short bar to jump over. And it's like you you know nothing about what they like beyond again it being a Souls like you can imagine the gameplay, but like not seeing engine footage, you know, is is uh, you know kind of makes it impossible. Um, the next one I have here is Under the Waves. Uh, you know, a kind of a, a underwater adventure 
adventure game, uh, basically. Um, but you know, not much known about that one. Um, I'll save my the, the two that I'm at, that I with actual gameplay that I'm interested in. Um, and we had uh, weird song, word song. I'm not. Exactly I would sure. pronounce that word song. Which is the only reason I'm I'm intrigued by it is because it's like former Bioware and Obsidian devs working on it. So you know, uh, uh, there's theoretical some, pedigree there. Yeah, it's for in terms of an RPG. So that that is we don't know uh, if they were the good cool devs or if they were the uh, yeah, yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda and <laughs> yeah, yeah, who got the who got the boot from that, but can still keep that on their resume. Um, then we have Atlas Fallen. Which is again, it was just a CGI trailer, but that that was the one where it's like you, it's like the two like they other well, let's call them like ranger type things, and they're like there seems to be some cool magic at play, like some kind of cool creature design for what you're fighting. Oh, th- this is the one where they said this is not a Souls like that they liken it more to the game at least more to God of uh, War, a God of War. Um, which is like uh again maybe still derivative but it's like you got to give it in the the sense of like yeah that it's not trying to be a souls like because you know just everything is is, is a soul well I, i've seen a couple outlets say that they're seeing a transition from everyone wants to make a souls like everyone wants to make a cozy farming game now right like harvestella is the yeah the harvestella one. cult of the lamb uh yeah i mean again we see we, we've talked about this in general and and largely those surrounding these kind of uh, showcase coverages. It's like that, like any industry, uh, you know, video games aren't unique in this sense, but they follow these fucking trends. And it's, it's, it is largely, I think with how the, the reasoning I think behind it is largely because of how, um, or it's like the, the churn that you get with developers. It's like, because working conditions are shitty there, they, these companies struggle with retention that one person you know, working on this one person's cozy farming game, uh, you know, leaves and goes to work on another one because they've got it. They bring their ideas from one to the other. So that's why we get so many similar games coming out at the same time. That's why we have so many sci-fi horror games. That's why we're getting so many Souls-like games. That's why we're getting so many uh, cozy farming games, you know. It's uh, Baron Breakfast, uh, Rune Factory 6. It's just the nature of 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 uh, shitty worker practices. That I think the, is the probable king of the pile, which would be like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. Yeah, although apparently uh, Harvestella is going to have some actual interesting like RPG. But again, that's another thing is that everything's got to have RPG elements, right? Uh, uh, slightly something else was talking about how we're hitting the point now where it can't just be one thing; it has to be two things. Yeah. Because yeah. the two things being, if you have two mediocre things, they turn into one like okay thing. Well, sure. and it's also because too many people are college educated and grad school educated, so everything is uh, intersectionality and like interdisciplinary. Right. And you know, another thing that just should have, at least in the video game world, stayed in the classroom. It's like yeah, because you feel like you've got to check these boxes, right? Which yep. actually inhibits creativity. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, uh, in, in the capitalism of it, of like, let us hit, you know, as many because uh, these are selling uh, points, right? Market, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's appealing yeah, to whichever market. Yeah, that's uh, Yahtzee was saying that with Cult of the Lamb. He's like, you know, roguelikes have kind of run their course with the indie scene, and he's mm-hmm. like, farming games and like uh, management sims have all started to run their course. He's like, but if you combine the two, 
all of a sudden it's a new game because it's both. Mm-hmm. All right. So th- this is, these are the two games that actually show gameplay. Um, these next two. And I will, I'll go with the first with the one that is more, I think going to be more unique to me uh, up my alley. It, it, it does hit several. I mean, it's creative. This one is creative. It's, it's different. It's, uh, it's doing a lot of things that are, that are unique, but like it checks my, you know, marketing boxes. So painting the, digital minis. Yeah. It's the, it's the moonbreaker game, but the, it's so it's being done by the the subnautica people um they are yeah, making this like squad based uh tactical miniatures game that uh so i like it to like you know a, a a digital like kill team type of thing where you you make a you make a small squad of your i think there's basically it's almost like sci-fi piratey kind of thing is the the general thing um, it's like you've got a captain of your ship and then your crew and their tactical bet not grid based which is interesting um, but tactical uh, combat using uh, you know miniatures as the, the thing but then the, the big kind of gimmick is that you're painting miniatures digitally um, and it's one thing that they showed it in because they showed a lot of gameplay. It's too bad that they um, don't give them to you as NFTs so you can keep your painted miniatures forever. Am I right, right guys? Well, <laughs> they, yeah, what they just need to do then is, just, you know, actually make a miniature line like that would really, again, get like uh, get to me because I did see one person was like brought up. that's like, oh, it's like I don't necessarily know how well this will sell to people who are interested in miniature painting because wouldn't they just, you know, rather paint miniatures? And I'm like, oh, yeah, probably. But like, there's maybe some accessibility things that here, like the digital tools are probably easier to use in terms of people who like maybe don't have the the most physical dexterity and stuff and who find that as a barrier, but have been interested in it. Um, but, but the art style is cool. But the biggest seller for me is that the world is being uh, written by uh, um, Brandon Sanderson of oh that's of, really cool of Mistborn, uh stormlight archive and uh finishing the wheel of time fame that's you know like a, a fantasy author and absolutely prolific fantasy author yeah um unlike yeah, george R. unlike R. R. someone the bastard um yeah who actually puts out uh you know long fucking books real fucking quick that are well written george come out recently and said he like doesn't know when he's going to release the final yeah yeah that that that. was that was that was new which is i think is again is further this is a tangent i know but this is the furthering my my belief in the the conspiracy theory that they are actually both completed and it's just his way of being able to uh build up height no just not release it's basically he's not going to release them until until he's dead is that they'll be re- that he, he's gonna he has something find them for, for the estate the, the estate yeah, to be gonna release say. them so that exactly. he doesn't have, he doesn't have to deal with criticism and they'll be elevated that on bastard. a pedestal because if you criticize that, it you're criticizing his grave it's either that or he's really taking the the criticism of the show to heart because he's tried to distance himself as well saying like oh i have i was not involved with the last seasons at all but whereas we all know he he gave them all the major plot points yeah um so he's just so it's basically he's either you know he they're either fully written and he is just going to wait till he dies to have them released so he doesn't have to um deal with the backlash or he's rewriting them he's scrapped he's scrapped everything and is rewriting them because either way he's a bastard yeah 
absolutely. And so then this that let's then get back on topic to the final one that I, that uh, interested me is the where winds meet, a uh, a medieval Chine, Chinese RPG that looks pretty freaking cool. It's got a robust uh, jobs thing. Like you can become you can become an orator. And, you know, get NPCs on your side through your oration skills. You can become a doctor, uh, you know, be uh, there's just there's all sorts of things. If you become a doctor, do you get to carry uh, dried up pangolin scales on your wrist? uh, Yeah, you're going to have like, uh, uh, but no, it's probably going to be like, you know, ground up uh, dragon balls. Then how are you supposed to summon Shenron? Right. Uh, But no, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think it looks good. Speaking of Dragon Balls, this is a quick tangent before I forget. When we come up to Vermont, um, I would like to be introduced to Dragon Ball. Okay. That's like the best a... place to spot. I know, I know. It's a really tough sell because that's a no, really you, long you, series. You start with Dragon Ball. You start not with okay. not with Z. You start with Dragon Ball. You okay. start at the I just, start I, at the beginning. <laughs> I, I I need to be like you know. Uh, I need my hand held. Yeah, and my hand held through the process. I mean, you bit. you've watched the Yu Gi Oh anime, right? Yeah. So you've already watched anime. You're fine. Get used to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, yes. I know, but I just I have no clue where to start. I don't. I know well, the Yu Gi Oh. So here here's all you need to know about Dragon Ball. Dragon we'll, Ball. We'll, we'll table. Good. Dragon Ball Z. Good. Dragon Ball GT. No. Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. There we go. But there's a lot there. There's still a lot there. Yeah. I'll definitely be skipping some episodes like I did in Yu-Gi-Oh. How dare you? <laughs> so these were like basically the, the, the this list was like the new games, the new announcements that had me excited. You guys already kind of brought up a few of the ones that were uh, it's not necessarily new. And this these these maybe had some spots in opening night live, but they got more. More How dare you skip over and, the the Dual Sense Edge controller for these? Oh, oh, right, right. So that that was an opening night live announcement, which was the yeah the the basically uh, the new the new uh, PS5 Pro controller coming out. Matt, as our tech expert, what do you got for us? I mean, looks like a good uh, iteration. I like these swappable uh, sticks. That's a really smart thing nowadays with how uh, prevalent strict uh, stick drift is. Um, the cost fully customizable buttons are nice, different pressures on the switches, back paddles are just kind of like a, a necessity at this point. They're very, uh, there are so many games now that you can remap switches to so that your fingers never have to leave the sticks to do things, which just changes the way you play the game completely. Uh, think of it like bumper jumping in Halo. Mm, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think it's a cool, one of the cool. At least I just I need to know intellect- I can I can intellectually appreciate yeah. appreciate it, but since I'm not an FPS player, um, it I don't know how much I'll actively use the. They're really good for souls likes the rustable triggers. That's it's like basically yeah, it's like the distance trap needed to travel. You can alter so oh like, that part. Yeah, for the triggers for for the for the triggers like that. It's that that was what they were basically talking about. That it's like for. Hair trigger main, versus the, full the, depression. Yeah, yeah, the main two that they, they put on like the spectrums were like FPS to have really short trigger distance to be able to shoot more frequently versus uh driving games to have more yeah where you need the throttle control. The, yeah, tactile. Um, so it's like you, you can depending on it's it's funny, those are two 
two genres I don't play. Um, so like I probably will just be like stay in the middle and probably stay there for for all my games. But I again can intellectually appreciate that as a cool for someone who may play a the, that kind of wider range of genres that that has a lot of cool. Well, you're especially seeing a resurgence on the PC side with controller players and FPS games because um, aim assist on a controller setup is so powerful. Uh, you're getting a lot of. Uh, it's a great barrier for entry for people who aren't as comfortable with the precision involved in, you know, mouse and keyboard aiming, because there's a lot of learning curve of figuring out how to move around mouse and keyboard. Well, and I think like, you know, something we've talked about in like gaming becoming more popular in the pandemic and people buying gaming PCs and stuff, like you said, yeah, it's just easier to pick up a controller or something they already know than learning uh, mouse and keyboard. Like I know that for me, I cannot play mouse and keyboard for most games, especially a shooter. I've tried. I've tried. I really can't do it. I mean, it just takes repetition to get used to the the layout. Yeah, of I things. mean, of, of course, I just don't have that time now as a, an adult. Whereas I could just, you know, if I want to play Halo, I'll just pick up the controller and play well, rather than. Halo is also specifically myself. designed for controller. True, but, you know, that was just it's my. Like, Halo is one of those FPS, FPS games that does not translate to mouse and keyboard well at all. Yeah, and that one just came to mind because that's like the only one I would conceivably play right now. Yeah, I think the DualSense Edge controller, uh, like I'll be picking it up. If it uh, reviews well, it'll probably replace my Xbox Elite controller for my PC side. Uh, If it works well for a PC, yeah, I will absolutely get rid of my just regular Xbox controller. What did you guys think? There were, again, more games that have not really new discussions it's more just about more details more lo- actual this is where we actually kind of got more gameplay stuff is not, for all the new stuff basically didn't get any gameplay which was shitty i hate that um but then we got games that were uh you know again that these aren't news about their uh development or their release but we just actually got more information we've got like again my list here is like ones that i'm quote unquote interested in because so we already talked about sonic um Danny. we talked we talked about in depth <laughs> on our on our Uncut Comrade stream yesterday. Or spoken, um, or for when those listening last week, um, for Spoken's uh, extended gameplay look, which I think has looks some, good. some some definitely pluses and some some significant uh, red flags as well. There's I think uh, like I'm still excited for the gameplay and I'm gonna play it. But there's I saw one. After we we got off last night, I I I saw this one thing that we didn't bring up that they talk about how it's like when you're out in the open world, the only thing you're gonna you're gonna find is enemies, and they they liken it to say to to Dark Souls or say to Souls like games, and that like uh even a Souls like game which you know is like imparting this kind of oppressive feeling intentionally so but you'll still find an everything yes you'll still find a random npc merchant they usually it's, laugh very maniacally they're, yeah they're they're <laughs> the number of them is so much smaller than you would in another world but like that even that small number of characters is actually really important that like the world could actually get kind of boring i would liken it more to near automata which has a camp where there are NPCs, but then out in the wild, there are pretty much only enemies. Like there's one NPC you can find out there, but he's even removed from the actual overworld. Yeah. So like, I, I don't necessarily think that it's going to be, un- it's necessarily as unique as 
in that respect, but it's it's a potential problem that like the the world itself becomes let le- like there's there's less feeling of interaction with the world. There's like you, you want you want the world to be reacting to you in more ways than just every animal coming to try to kill you. So that that's one. Uh, the the but then the at where there as actual NPCs like the, the they're 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 pulling like the you know the Bethesda uh, model of just absolute dead inside uh, facial animations where only the mouth is moving and completely out of sync with the with the actual uh, voice acting, but then you know just you know eyes up is just completely emotionless and dead. You don't want to be you know scared of the the AI. Yeah, you don't want no, I mean, it to want your nightmares. Again, part of part of me enjoys that kind of weird uncanniness. Uh, uh, so like I'm, I, it's not as big a deal to me. I can laugh at that kind of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't actually take me out of it. Because um, again, these are like side quest NPCs that I don't actually need there to be that many of them. You know, I don't actually. I, I get kind of bored with that with that kind of shit. Um, so I don't necessarily mind that much. Um, but yeah, we talked about that one. If you wanted to get more of our opinions on that one, go check out the YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel. Um, the other ones I. I I've talked about it a lot. I'm super excited for Warhammer Dark Tide. Everything I see about it looks great. Everybody who's gotten hands on says it's incredible. Um, uh, Mike, if you haven't been paying attention to that one, it's basically uh, Left for Dead, uh, Back for Blood, but in Warhammer. Um, cool. And it's uh, it comes out in October. Yeah, yeah, October. So we're definitely gonna be playing that on the channel. I'm. I'm staking the claim now that is something we, we we definitely need to play. Um, then we've got Plague Tale Requiem. That looks really good. Rat Tsunami, Rat Tsunami, Rat Tsunami. I'm so excited for all the rat <laughs> stuff that we can do with that so one. I still have to play a Plague Tale Innocence. It's a short one. You can get through it pretty easily. Um, highly recommend you play it on PS5. Um, the, How dare uh, you tell me my Steam Deck isn't worthy? It's all about the ha- There, It actually has some cool haptics. Um, not a huge depth of them because it was like you know a, a port to the PS5. Yeah, it's a PS4 still. game. The one that I'm actually really interested in is Obsidian's, is Obsidian's Pentiment. Um, I was like watching some more about it. Like it's it seems like a really cool uh take on kind of like an RPG a choice based. I mean, I just RPG. appreciate the art style more than anything. Art else. style is I like incredible. When they go for it. But it's like there's there like really is no no one way to play. There's you're not actually like you may not like this, Matt, that it's not real. There's no real like ending hunting, you know, like it's not that your your choices are going to impact an ending because they basically said, I mean, at the same time, like, that's nice because that uh, takes away the choice paralysis of like, well, it's like is this like, choice going to give me a bad ending. Yeah, because they're like they're like they're more like uh it's more likely than not that because it's largely revolves around a murder mystery. It's like you may not solve the, the mystery, um, but it's all about like your choices you're going to make are going to change your perspective through your playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your, yes, it'll affect dialogue options and things you can do, but then it's how the world is reacting to you through the playthrough. I'm not expecting it to be a very long game. either. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be super long. Especially given how they've announced it, kind of you know, quick to launch. Yeah. Um, but I am, I'm definitely going to play that one. It helps that it is going to be day one Game Pass. I still subscribe to Game Pass, so 
I will I won't have to pay anything extra for that one, but I'm I'm definitely gonna be playing that. I'm excited for that one. The art style is gorgeous. Um Hey, we're the first podcast to ever say it right and say so you don't get it free with Game Pass. Yeah, with, <laughs> with they cost, already pay. It's with cost of subscription. Um I another aside, but related to Game Pass. Did I see an announcement a while back that they were gonna do a family, family style? Plan? Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're testing it. They're testing right. it out. That may happen. Well, and if it does, why did we not get it. an invite? Come on, Microsoft. Yeah, it's because you downplayed when I was talking about the family plan for Nintendo. Well, we're gonna jump on that shit when it happens. Um, we also talked about this last one on stream last night. Um, but Matt talked about li- li- Lies of P. I mean, Pinocchio, Pinocchio, Bloodborne. <laughs> I mean, Pinocchio hath no blood, so Woodborne. I- <laughs> And I, I, I just want to bring this up because I didn't bring it up last night. Is this that an Italian born? studio? Because if not, no, this it's is Korean. It's Korean. This that's fucked up. That's cultural <laughs> appropriation. That's you're taking my cultural stories and making them your entertainment. I can't wait to kill story. Geppetto and steal your, your I know. heritage. So this is already dark, it's already such a dark story that like I because think, living in southern Italy it, during those times <laughs> was a dark place full of death. It was a very so, common thing for puppet makers to make their own children, and then going yeah. to an island where boys turn into donkeys. I'm really interested, but I feel like it's going to be the difficulty curve would be too too much for me. Um, it's from what I've heard from people who actually I mean I'll probably end up playing it. Yeah, I'm sure you will, and you'll be fine. <laughs> but like I've heard that it's very difficult. Um, I mean, I, literally, what we were I'm watching last night, I was just picking out animations that they've copied or stolen, air quotes, stolen, borrowed. Right. Uh, right. Maybe that would be a good uh, like YouTube video for you to make. Look out for that, listeners. Just comparing life of P, lies of P to. Uh, I want keep wanting to say life of Pi. Yeah, I mean, same every time. Time, right? every, time, every time I every time I Google it, it tries to yeah. autofill to life, life of, of Pi. Pi. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. So we we spent some time on on Gamescom. I want to get to some of these other stories. Um, anything anything you guys wanted to add? Because I just thought again, the coverage is continuing. It's still going. Uh, I I like seeing the gameplay for Dead Island too. Personally, I, I mm-hmm. like that first game. So that's the zombie. That's the zombie one, right? What about yeah. Goat Simulator Three? <laughs> oh man, I, that's it's it's a little too weird for me. Yeah, I can appreciate. Are you, are you it, just raising that. goats? No, it's the original it's absolutely uh, summer game fest uh, trailer for Goat Simulator Three was a one-for-one recreation of a, a another game's game trailer. Hilarious! Uh, I want to find that Jesus Dead, VR game. House of the Dead oh, Two, I, maybe. Oh, man. It's not VR. It's not a VR game, but it's it's I am Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought it was. I have it, I have it wish listed on Steam. I, How much is it? It's not, there's no information on it yet. I just have oh, I, just, okay. I just have the I have it wish listed for when it comes yeah. out. Yeah, well, uh, let me know. But I, I want to w- play Jesus Christos. I will be playing on stream when that comes out, yes. uh, giving some actual theological insight into it. It'd be oh, I want to join. It'd be great if that was a multiplayer, so I could, like play as Paul or something. Or so you play as Judas. Play it. Yeah, play as yeah. Judas. Judas is scary. <laughs> get get invaded by Judas. It was, yeah, yeah. Or, like, or, or you know, it's like yeah, it's like basically they're gonna make a a, a Mogus version of it, and you gotta you gotta figure out which <laughs> yeah, which which who's apostle sus. yeah which apostle is sussy. <laughs> who's a little sussy baka. Uh, man, uh, I just I love like you're just attacking the devil with with uh, with beams. 
Yeah, but how does like he scale the Goku? Light. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty awesome. sure it's. I'm pretty sure he 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 would defeat Goku. That that. Uh, I mean, have the, you? The, the son I, I feel of like I've said the bad yeah. meme where it's like Jesus sitting there and the cross is on the ground and Goku, the Hulk, uh, and like two <laughs> other like uh, cartoon characters are all trying to lift the cross. And he's like, "It's pretty heavy, isn't it?" <laughs> um. So yeah, there's a bunch of these games. Actually, a lot of these games are are. I mean, a lot of these are going to come down to yeah, which are. See, a lot of a lot these of games are, are multi-platform. Game a lot of them, but, uh, but not all of them. Not, not a lot of exclusives shown off there. Uh, Warhammer Darktide, unfortunately, is not going to be cross-play at launch. It's either PC or Xbox, but there's no cross-play between them at launch. I did, I did learn that and was disappointed to hear that. Cross-play is still the forbidden fruit. Speaking of Xbox and PlayStation. And exclusives. This was... Yeah, this was also a uh, a bit of a. Uh, it's starting us off with a bit of news from last week that uh, Matt and I didn't quite have time for because we just went hard with with D and D. Um, but hard uh, in the motherfucking paint. Yeah, but everything has been. Uh, they're they're uh, the fans are debating the term the term and the meaning of ex- of exclusivity. Uh, they're the the PR people from both companies were like uh, trading shots back and forth. Uh, rumor mill was just churning out all sorts of unverified unverified claims that Sony w- has been paying to keep games off of Game Pass. Yeah, you had you uh, had Phil Spencer coming out and saying like he envisions a future of no exclusives anywhere. Right. Um, while making uh, exclusives and, and I say, on. I, say, I wonder why he's saying that because again we've talked about Xbox is not in the console game anymore. You know that's not that's not their racket anymore. So like they want to, yeah, of course, uh, get rid of uh, things being tied to to certain platforms. There, there was a uh, brief period of time where Microsoft and Nintendo were doing a peacock meeting dance with each other, <laughs> where Microsoft was releasing some of their games onto Switch, where uh, there was a brief moment where people were thinking that they were going to try to do a put Game Pass onto Switch because you know acknowledging that Switch is a platform that is you know, reach so many people, like it'd be, you know, silly not to try to seed that platform as well. So one of, one of the crazier ones to me was Microsoft actually claiming this in one of their regulatory filings with uh, the, with Brazil's uh, regulatory Brazil. body. The, yeah, Brazil, like the, the, the Administrative Council for Economic Defense um, or CAID. They use that to justify their acquisition of, of Activision Blizzard. Um, it's like you know, like we need to we need to do it to in order to compete with, uh, say, Sony's already doing you know like anti-competitive practices. So like you know we need to do the same. Um, <laughs> this was also a last a last week one, but uh, you say you mentioned Cult of the Lamb earlier. Uh, this was Whitta. an absolute. This was an absolute wild turn to me. Hollywood screenwriter Gary Whitta, um, He's the one who he's a guy who wrote uh, um, uh, Rogue One. He he was part of the writing team for Rogue One, uh, so he made an, an unfounded claim on a not so on the not not so subtly Xbox funded podcast, kind of funny games uh, that Sony paid yeah, developers. Not, not so subtle, yeah. But that so they they he claimed, made this absolutely unsubstantiated claim that Sony paid Devolver Digital to keep Cult of the Lamb off of Game Pass, um, something that Devolver De- De- but Devolver has categorically denied this. We can't. Well, it's like if Sony paid sure them to do that. something, it would be to put it on PlayStation Plus. 
Like, why would they, you know, stop it? Like, oh, just don't go on Game Pass. I mean, that's true. Like, why wouldn't you just want it on your own? Like, that's if it was a true statement, like, that's exactly how it would have actually played out. Now we're getting into more recent stuff. This one was this one was was funny. Death Stranding is making its way to Game Pass, complete with the Sony PC logo Game Pass. On, on, on the marketing. Okay, PC not Game not Pass. Xbox Game Pass, which sure. is the only right, right, because this is all about who holds the PC rights. Yes, five hundred five. Yeah, because apparently Sony had no say in the deal. They say matters related to the PC release of Death Stranding are managed by Kojima Productions and five hundred five. Uh, this is you know increasingly odd because sony not 505 is the sole ip owner here and their logo was used yeah they they funded the game they're the ones who funded this game but some for some reason uh relinquished pc rights um but this was all before they started their foray into into their own pc gaming that's what i was just going to say is that i wonder if more there's going to be a period where this happens where um Sony or Xbox, you know, vice versa, hasn't uh, secured the PC rights for it when they created the game because that just wasn't, you know, in the in the cards at the time. Right. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, pre, you know, PC gaming boost. Um, so there's no reason to put that in the contract or pay well, for De- it. Death if- Stranding also falls into a unique spot where it's not technically a first party thing because it is Kojima Productions and Kojima does have whole stipulations now of like, you cannot just own and take my IP from me. Like, this is my my creation. You cannot Konami me again. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's just all, you know, uh, uh, a product of the contracts. And so that's what I'm saying is like, it's just going to be, you know, how the contracts are made without this vision in mind of, you know, porting it to PC gaming, regardless of the relationship with the, you know, the studio and the holder of the IP. It's just, it's, you know, it probably wasn't something that was as thought out because, you know, we had the co- the console war mindset, you know, in 2019 still, you know, it wasn't until 2020 that there's like that big change in the industry. So I think for a while, there just be that period where you see this kind of funky stuff happening until you get to some of the newer contracts where they've secured the PC rights or, you know, rights to fucking, you know, any sort of conceivable system in the future. Cause the, you know, they learn their drafting mistakes essentially. Oh, Matt, you already uh, mentioned that, uh, that quote from Phil Spencer and that, that came from a uh, pretty wide ranging interview with Bloomberg studio that's got a, a bunch of stuff going on. It's like he talked to me, yeah, he talked about, you know, uh, moving away from exclusivity, talked about his skepticism and concern over NFTs and pay to earn gaming, saying that it's something he's specifically cautious about. Uh, he said, quote, it creates a workforce out of players for certain players to kind of monetize. He mentioned the Mojang statement from Minecraft. You know, we made comments in Minecraft, how we view NFTs because we saw people doing things that they thought were exploitative in our product, which I love that type of bit. Cause it's like, they're, they're not talking about exploiting, uh, uh, you know, consumers and players they are saying like, you're exploiting our, our IP. You're taking away our ability to, to make uh, money, to make money. Profit. From it. It's like, we do this, not you. Yeah. Um, Profit has the most rights, you know, capital is the most rights in America, but he was also then the, the, the main headline that came from, from this interview was his uh 
basically him saying that he's he sees that the the activision deal is progressing smoothly um he said i feel good about the progress that we've been making but i go i go to the process supportive people who maybe aren't as close to the gaming industry asking good hard questions about what is our intent what does this mean if you play it out over five years is this constructing a market is it growing a market he does admit that, you know, he's never made a deal this big. So he hedges and says, you know, that his confidence should be weighed against that. But uh, Saudi Arabia uh, agrees with him and thinks uh, the deal is good. Well, let's let's approve it. Uh, man, they, they're so fucking. Crazy. I was just so, you know, I was torn up inside waiting for Saudi Arabia's approval of the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't I gotta know. I got to know what my boy crown prince Mohammed bin Salman's got to say about this. I'm not signing off until he does. When it, when is the crown prince going to start releasing his statements via TikTok so that he can get to more generations? <laughs> Another side tangent. Did you know that Saudi Arabia, Arabia charges uh, people $5,000 to do the pilgrimage to Mecca? Yeah, it's again, it's a racket. It's all, it's all yeah, I, I didn't realize it was that crazy of a price. 5000 a person to fucking do the pilgrimage that is, you know, required by a ten, a tenant religion. Of, a tenant of their yeah. faith, yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. It's, sounds, it's uh, nuts. sounds pretty exploitative to me. Yeah. I better make sure I put in my money into the, uh, the, to the me, thing that gets like, passed around at my local to church. Me, say, to, to me, as a liberal, it sounds like he's doing a progressivism there. He's using it, he's using it to, you know, to modernize the kingdom. Yeah, of course. And just make it easier for future generations to make the pilgrimage. <laughs> uh, man, fuck, fuck that shit. Um, what about the NFT pilgrimage? Yeah. Well, yeah. He said, he said, well, let's get, yeah, let's get back to that. He did say, uh, you know, so he, he basically said that he's skeptical of NFTs use now. He says, I think sometimes it's a hammer looking for a nail when these technologies come up, but the actual human use or player use in our case of these technologies, I think there could be some interesting things. So what was the thing that we were reading last night where it was like, um, what, or maybe I'm blanking on when it was, but it was like, you know, we're, we're not, uh, we're not looking into blockchain now. We're not hiring people to make blockchain games or hiring people to research blockchain. Different. That was yeah. the that was the everywhere uh, game that was that we talked about for Gamescom. That was the yeah. again. That's an obvious metaverse thing. They've got two positions hiring for blockchain stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, we're doing it for research. Hope this clarifies." And it's like, uh, "Thanks, yeah. it doesn't." It's <laughs> like just just because blockchain has failed the way it was implemented now doesn't mean that it couldn't be used in the future. Yeah, just because I've screenshotted all your apes and now you're broke does not mean <laughs> I've re-slurped your ape. What are you gonna do? Yeah. slurp to your ape uh what a what a sentence uh the uh yeah so this is like obviously in, in all like merger and acquisition news that's still a big deal in the industry we've talked about that on recent episodes and it's obviously always overshadowed by this deal by the activation deal i did find it interesting there is a, a small piece that came out a quote from uh uh bandai namco's uh one of their european officers um Arnaud Muller sounds like a kraut um uh addressed the impact of you know this acquisition spree in games and particularly on smaller publishers um I thought the quote was interesting here so he says what I find is that we have to secure the IPs that we create with the studios we partner with when we invest in IP creation when we invest in marketing for these IPs we also have to keep in mind 
that we have to get some sort of security towards the future of the studio that develops this IP if the IP doesn't belong to them. So this is something that we work on. You know, this threat of acquisition that we're seeing is affecting some of the smaller publishers and their capacity to access the best studios in the world. But we and Bandai Namco have the financial means to secure these partnerships. So like he's talking about basically that they have the, you know, financial, uh, you know, privilege and the strength to be able to, you know, kind of compete in that sense. But like, uh, you know, this, mer- you know, the, the merger spree is just going to, uh, you know, further marginalize smaller, like indie creators. Yeah. And, and that's just like what is happening throughout the economy is just swallowing up the small guy to consolidate within the larger corporation. And the law is structured to continue to allow it. Lawyers are making fucking hand over fist, charging like, you know, 1500 an hour to do these mergers and acquisitions. Um, You know, the economy economy is like running on it at this point, you know? Um, Yeah, but this this next and like final thing we have here, it's like the kind of the biggest merger thing that's in the news lately. And it's proof that it's not good for consumers. It's not good for creatives either. The whole WB Discovery merger, you know, with all the various media layoffs and projects being canceled and thrown in the fucking trash. Um, However, at at least uh, apparently WB Games is like the only part of the their overall media portfolio that that is like safe because thanks to Lego Star Wars and multiverses, it's it's remained profitable. So that they are going to be basically the yeah they're the only division safe from layoffs and restructuring. But I don't know if you guys wanted to just yeah end it like probably short on time here. But like yeah, any thoughts on the all the all the 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 craziness going on at at WB? I mean, what they're trying to kill HBO Max right and merge that into uh, Discovery Plus? No, it's going to be the other way around. Yeah, yeah, they're not going. Yeah, they wouldn't get rid of. They wouldn't prioritize the HBO Discovery name. Plus. Yeah, they wouldn't do that, but it's like, yeah, they're killing all the all the properties. Yeah. That that I need to look more into that. I've kind of been out of the loop, but that that one is still just kind of crazy to me. It is also crazy to me the properties that Discovery owns. I kind of like forget about that as a, a major like entertainment brand. Yeah. They're they're pretty the combination of the two of them is I think only smaller than Netflix and Disney once they bring their total subscriber numbers together. Yeah. And you always have to remember about Disney is they own, um, I don't know if it's just short of a majority or if it's just over a majority of Hulu. No, they own Hulu. They own Hulu. They own own Hulu and ESPN. Uh, For a while, they were only either like just short of a majority share or like just over. No, they they own Hulu now. Yeah, they own Hulu. Um, I know we joked about this last night as well, but like I'm pretty sure it was the the new CEO of the combined uh, Warner Discovery that he was basically unironically said that it was the basically that HBO makes uh, uh, shows for men and Discovery makes shows for women, and it was basically the Hilarious. it was the you know men watch lean in lean shows in, yeah. and, and yeah. women watch yeah. lean back shows. Yep, yeah. yeah. he did. I'm pretty sure that's where that comes that's from. Great. He did. I fucking love that. And of course, again, so this is like some fucking white dude who's just canning all, uh, you know, non-white executives, all like major non-white projects, uh, you know, just 
you know, kicking women off well, the board, which I don't really, again, I don't cry for, you know, executives of no matter their, uh, you know, their identity or persuasion of any sense, you know, I don't give a shit about them. Um, they're all doing fine. They're all going to fail upwards no matter what, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, just like, you know, pulling it with his yes, men is, you know, just at out of touch white dudes. It's 100%. honestly, it's funny to me how, um, you know, we talk about Disney a couple times here and, and talking about it now again at the end of the episode that these these huge entertainment uh, conglomerates, their newest CEOs are like some of the most reactionary that they've had in decades mm, absolutely. and are just completely re, you know undoing um, the like woke progressive agenda within entertainment. The um, power of grievance is strong. Yeah, yeah, for sure um you know disney you know disney's shareholders are very angry with the company right now because of you know the share stock price has gone down because of these huge changes to the brand it's lost you know the um brand recognition and like uh faith that they've had for years um and i think that's going to you know a lot of these these companies as within entertainment and even in video games that have built up these rep- reputations, um, you know, Disney and Nintendo being two of the big ones, uh, as they kind of like get more uh, reactionary uh, people in C-suite levels, you're going to continue to see more and more people, um, you know, upset with their brand. And I think that is how capitalism is going to, or, you know, the capital elite are going to move. It's like when people are upset with the brand because the brand is changing and reacting from like a brand standpoint rather than uh you know recognizing that the workers are exploited or you know things like that it's all going to be like the superficial um consumer end uh that that gets people to react and and push back against some of these corporations right i mean that's the same argument behind you know when you know say capital went woke you know is the it's because they are it is purely reactive that's its only capability it doesn't actually like capital itself does not actually produce things you know it can only react and and uh take say from the people who actually create value i will i will add just one thing in general as we just talked about m a and and what's happening there is the the Fed seems pretty intent on continuing to raise interest rates. So mm-hmm. uh, that will definitely slow M&A activity over the next six months, without a doubt, uh, if not a year. So we should see less of it, which, you know, at least something good from there. All right. I think that does it for us today, though. Um, we got just a few plugs. Check us out on Twitch at campaign underscore comrades. We record or we, we stream individually every every week, as well as we do our our uh, live basically version of the podcast, which I think going forward are going to be on Tuesday. So come check us out Tuesday evenings, roughly 7 38 o'clock. Um, if you want to engage in the conversation. Um, but if you can't see us live, uh, watch the VODs on, on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Uh, you know, we're, we're just there at, at Campaign Comrades. You can find us there. Um, follow us on Twitter at CampcomPod. We're trying to get more active there. We kind of let that slip a little, little bit, but we're, we're doing better. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going to 
we aim to do better here to to reach all our you know our rabid fans don't forget to check out a uh, exclamation point mikey deals yeah we yeah. gotta we gotta get that going in the show yeah i was waiting for my plug and you know matt jumped in on you can find me at cut the mic gaming at tcgplayer.com go buy my Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon and magic cards give me some money all right folks uh until next time we will see you later we love you good night and good gaming bye-bye love you except for you jonathan (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.